Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I'm very excited to welcome on freelance writer, Fiverr Pro seller, and the a la carte publicist, I love that, on your Fiverr, Hannah Spraker. I hope I just said that correctly. I met Hannah through social media, and I actually wrote an article about her earlier this year. She has managed to pay off her debt as a part-time freelancer on Fiverr and closed out her first year making $90,000. We're going to talk about this. I saw your TikTok. So that's freaking awesome and amazing. And congratulations. She offers everything from press release writing and distribution to blog writing services. So with that, hello, Hannah. Hi, (laughs) thanks for having me. Of course. Now I know your background story, but other people probably don't. So why don't you take everyone kind of back to the beginning and how the heck you ended up on Fiverr? So it goes way, way back. So I went to Arizona State University for journalism. I wanted to be a sports reporter. So I ended up doing a bunch of internships, and which eventually led me to Toronto. Ended up working for a hockey magazine, covering the Maple Leafs, loved it. Realized there was not money in it. <laughs> like, not a living wage. Like, people think sports reporting is, like, so glamorous. It's, yeah. it's not. Like, most people have two or three jobs. Kind of realized that, went into PR at a agency in Toronto, was the worst job I ever had in my life. Like, Miranda Priestly on crack status. So then, like, between these, I was moving back and forth from Toronto to California, because I'm from California. My mom was born in Toronto, so I have dual citizenship. So kind of shuffling back and forth. So around that time, I accrued all this debt. (laughs) So moving expenses alone are insane. Moving international is even worse. So I moved yeah. like four times in the span of three years. So my credit card was very high. I came back and started working with a company that I did some contract work for, just like copywriting, digital marketing, and like was making like 60K. Like when you have that much debt and it's interest, like there's interest was like $500 a month alone. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to pay this off. I was like, I have to do something else. And I actually saw your TikTok in <laughs> August of last Fine. year. And I was like, I can do that too. And yeah. so I started and like, I was like, if, if it brings me a couple hundred bucks a month, at least that'll cover the interest of my credit card, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is totally something I can do. I write really fast. I've been writing for years. So I started doing that. My first month, I made a thousand. My second month, I made 3000. Then I went to 5,000 and then the holidays hit kind of got a little stagnant, but then by March I was doing 10,000 a month and now I'm between 12 and 15 a month. So I paid off, like I had like almost $40,000 of debt and it's so embarrassing because I'm like, it was all credit cards and personal loans. But like, I thought I was going to be in a hole like forever. I was like, I'm never going to be able to afford a house. I'm never going to be able to like get anything cool or do anything cool or travel. And so by February, February, my debt was completely paid off. And yeah, it's just been a whirlwind. Like I never, like, I didn't realize what 
a scam corporate America really is until I started freelancing because I'm like, I'm giving you like eight to 10 hours and you're paying me that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just been a whirlwind. I I mean, I, my life has completely changed completely. So I know so that's amazing. And I, I love how fast you scaled up at it for everyone listening to this, like, boom, a thousand, three thousand, five thousand, fifteen thousand. Like, because everyone will always say to me, oh, you know, it took you five years, six or seven years. I'm like, yeah, it took me a little bit. So I was out here kind of in the Wild West. But like, that doesn't mean it needs to take you guys that long because I have all these resources out there now to help. But so what what, what was it like? In the fall of last year, when you like were making suddenly like three thousand and then five thousand, like what did that feel like? Were you were you just like what the heck? I think I was kind of like shell shocked for a little bit because I was yeah. like, okay, like at my nine to five, I was taking home like just over three thousand a month after taxes, and I was like, okay, and then I was like looking at like you know you look at your bank statement, and it says how much you brought in that month, and I was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> But it was yeah. just surreal. And then it's like, you get like that high off of it almost. You're like, yeah, I can make this much money. And so then you're yeah. just like online all the time, like trying to, you know, figure out other ways to make money. And then I got into investing yeah. and all these things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's not just for Wall Street people. <laughs> no, so. and I, it's like, exactly. It almost becomes a game with mm-hmm. yourself. Because you're yeah. like, oh, if I could make like $5,000, then I can make 15. If I could do that from one, I can do it from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that confidence, I think, is what is priceless. Right. When you start to learn that you are capable of going out there and making your own money and you don't need the nine to five, you don't need the boss, you don't need anybody else to help you do it. Like you are right. capable right. of doing it. I, I know you were doing this part-time. Are you still doing it part-time? It's still part-time and it's it's around 12 to 15. So like I'm still at my nine to five job. I have really, really good benefits and a really good employer match. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm not I'm still not at the point where I'm ready to leave yet because I actually just LLC'd in August. So now I'm like getting a paycheck from myself instead of just like pulling all that fiber money out. So I'm just trying to navigate that for a bit until I get like my feet really steady underneath me and like figuring out like how much I can really pay myself and then shareholder distribution. So I'm just like learning all these things about business that I think looking back, I should have got a business degree. I'm just like, there's so much (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't get a business degree. I wasn't even in the school of business at my Mm -hmm. college. I had no idea that this was looming on the horizon for me. But sometimes I think like, I don't know, business classes, I'm sure you can learn like some of the details, right? Like, what does LLC stand for? What does S-Corp stand for? But at the end of the day, I still think nothing compares to actually just going out there and just getting like mildly destroyed. Right. you know on your own <laughs> right it's so true it's just but it's it also just like shines a light on like what they didn't teach us in high school like taxes i'm like especially taxes as like a corporation you're like yeah. so i'm paying taxes like i'm paying my my own taxes through the business <laughs> then it's like okay trying to figure out how all these things are like i get angry I, yeah. I i actually i'm, I'm like a pretty calm person pretty understanding person but when I start thinking about that I actually get angry that we were released into the world so ill-prepared and it just makes me wonder like who gets the say in that like how come nobody in whatever the school hierarchy thing like how come nobody has yet said hey guys maybe we should teach these kids like taxes and and debt and wealth management and invest money on our debt so it's like it's a money game so it's like they want us to be in that. They want us to be fit into this box of 
You make $50,000 a year, you sit up, sit down, shut up, do your job. And that's your life. And then there's people that, you know, are like, wait, that's not living. Mm-mm. That's just working. So yeah. I mean, there's always a method to the madness, you know, they do it intentionally. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just I, like, oh yeah. It's so intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I always, I try to avoid going too far down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever got me a dinner and you want to hear what I think about all of it, it's it's probably not safe for work. But <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think it's all incredibly intentional. I think it has been pretty much since the end of World War II. I think the powers that be set up a system that benefits the few at the top, lets everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, flip out at the bottom. And that's how they like it because we yeah. feed, you know, we feed the structure. But sorry, now there's people out here like me, now like you, yeah. that are kind of ruining that for everyone. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I always try and like skate a little below because I don't know like actually how powerful those powers that be. If they came right, across right. my stuff, they'd be like, "This woman's a problem." <laughs> right. I love watching all of, like those like conspiracy theories about all those things though, because I'm just like, yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like, but part of that's probably true. <laughs> you know, I used to be like very anti-conspiracy theory up until the last two years, and then some of the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. that I would see online have since come to pass and mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what i'm not gonna write any of this stuff off anymore right until i do my own research on it because it's kind of all common sense actually when right. you like look at what the conspiracy theory is it's actually just common sense that's the um, thing it's like no one has i feel like no one has critical thinking skills anymore no I'm like no okay oh god like so many of these things are just common sense <laughs> absolutely no i mean I, I think they have also, I, th- I feel like in our colleges today, they discourage critical thinking. I know they did at my college. And anytime anybody, you know, spoke up with an opinion that was very different or very colorful or whatever, which were often mine, mm-hmm. I would almost get, not yelled at, but I, I would almost, my professors would purposely almost try to embarrass me. Right. Yeah. I had that experience too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. There's like, there's a few professors that I can think of where I'm just like. That was just your whole MO to just embarrass yeah. students. And yeah, and, and I went there naive, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. like all excited. I've, I've always liked school. I love learning. I love teaching, clearly. Mm-hmm. So I, I always liked school. So I was there like all excited for my poli sci classes. Yeah. And I, I would, you know, raise my hand and be like, yeah, but what if it's actually this? And and the professors would almost get angry at me that yeah. I had a different opinion. And I'm just right. like, hmm. This doesn't seem right to me. Right. <laughs> Something is amiss here, but all right, back to back to fiber. <laughs> no, I mean the people who follow this podcast, they like these chats too. So like it's all good. But all right, so your fiber is taken off last fall. Now it's amazing. You're still working another job, which mm-hmm. should tell me how many hours per day are you putting into fiber? I try to wake up a little bit early. So like I try to get up by like 6.30 and do at mm. least like one order. And it depends. Like my orders can range from $85 for writing just like a media pitch. And they yeah. can go up to like 1000 for a press yeah. release with a specific distribution. So... I try to do at least two to three orders a day. So one in the morning, two at night. So probably I'm probably around 12 hours from you put in 12 hours to five or a day. No, not for five or total. So, Oh, okay. Oh, hours, sorry, I got that wrong. So four hours. <laughs> so it's probably two in the morning, two at night. 
Wow. And, and what about weekends? Do you ever take time off or do you still like check in? I try to take Sundays off. I'll always check my messages first thing in the morning and then yeah. before I go to bed just because I want to keep that response rate and everything. And then when I see like 30 things in my inbox on Monday, I like get anxiety. So I'm like, I need to make sure there's like 10 things in my inbox. Yeah. So yeah, Saturdays I'll do like a half day. And then Sundays, unless there's something due that I just couldn't get to. Yeah. I try to take yeah. Sundays for myself. That's amazing. So probably what, like 20 hours a week you put yeah, into fiber and make full time. I know if I do go full time, I could get it probably to around like 20 to 30 K a month. But I like, I just moved into a new place. I just LLC. So I'm like, I'm at this, like, let me kind of get my sea legs yeah. area. And I actually have my boyfriend helping me out to the copywriter as well. He's taking oh over my some God. of my orders as well. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> dynamic though, when you work with your significant other. Yeah. Oh man. I can imagine. Oh God. Okay. So I was looking at your Fiverr. So why don't you just tell everyone the services that you offer and then which one makes you the most money? Everyone always wants to know that. So I kind of started my Fiverr based off of this notion that I wanted to be the a la carte publicist. So I worked with a really prominent agency in Toronto and I know their monthly retainers were like $30,000 a month. Oh yeah. And like, I know some of the accounts we were working on were not getting that much attention. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, when you break it down, like they were paying like $6,000 for a press release. Yep. I'm like, I mean, I know press releases can be expensive depending on the distribution, but I was like, I can offer that so much cheaper, like fraction of the price. You're not paying the retainer. You're getting exactly what you want. So I was like, I want to offer like press release writing, the distribution, finding a media list for someone, writing a pitch, teaching people how to pitch, you know, and then that kind of segues into blog writing and kind of that brand voice and website content and really making sure everything is on brand. So I kind of really formulated everything around this notion that I will offer anything that an agency can offer. Yeah. So it's basically a menu of what you could get at a agency, but way cheaper and one-offs. And then also I do like some digital marketing. I do have some gigs paused just cause like bandwidth. But like mm-hmm. I do like social media management. I do Facebook ad management, which is a okay. big time, time consuming thing. And it gets frustrating sometimes doing that one just because you need permissions to use people's mm-hmm. page. And there's all these logistics that you have to guide people. Oh, yeah. through. And Facebook loves to just block things randomly. Yep. As we saw yesterday, the Facebook being down. That was but, hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everyone just lost it. <laughs> and yeah. then I keep seeing like all these TikToks that people are like, when all your business is on TikTok and they're like dancing. I know. That's like kind of me. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, press release writing is for sure my number one seller. And I offer a range of like packages. So just for the writing, I charge one thirty. And then writing and distribution starts at two to thirty-five. So that's like the lower end distribution. Mid-tier distribution is three ninety-five, and then like the high one is eight twenty. And then like if people want an international distribution, that can go up to like eight thousand. I've only had one person do that, but yeah, yeah, distribution's not cheap. So it costs you money. So obviously, charge more. So of course, yeah. But I mean, I get a few big orders in a week, and I'm like. I made 5k this week. (laughs) I know it's unbelievable. I worked at a PR agency too, very briefly. So I too saw what these people were paying Mm -hmm. for basically nothing. Like 
a lot of the times that these PR agencies are almost scamming their clients. We'll get you all this publicity. It's very general, like non-meaning stuff. There's no and then, APIs. Like there's no, no performance indicators of like, this is what you're actually getting. It's just like, yeah, we're just no. going to like create your media presence. Okay. But what does that mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, I ended up, that was the first thing I offered after I quit was press releases. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to go like actually offer a service to people and not lie about it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do it for like 20 bucks when I was right. starting out. I was like, how cheap I did it for, but I saw with PR, there's so much money mm -hmm. floating through PR that companies, guys, anyone listening to this, they are willing to pay for a quality press release. And if you know what you're doing with distribution, you can't just make it up. You need to kind of know what you're doing with it. If you know what you're doing with it, mm -hmm. people, they will pay for this stuff. They have right. like an unlimited budget for PR. They really right. do in right. places. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of like fortune 500 companies that in the past yeah. year have come onto Fiverr because it's cheaper, first of all. And like with everything during COVID, so many people were getting laid off from everything and people were cutting their budgets. So Fiverr, yeah. I, like, I even asked some of my clients, I was like, well, so what made you come to Fiverr? if like, you can easily hire an agency. And they yeah. were like, well, we know this is a better bang for our buck. Yeah. I've had some like big fortune 500s come and then they'll be like, make me sign stuff. Cause they don't mm -hmm. want anyone to know. And everything, yeah. Yeah, outsourcing on Fiverr. I got in trouble, though, a couple years ago with Seven for All Mankind. I didn't sign anything with them, and I, like, went on the record saying I was writing press releases for Seven Jeans, and they flipped out at me. So Really? <laughs> yes, they got, like, they were, like, threatening to sue me, but they realized they, like, couldn't because there was no... Yeah, there was no... Yeah, anywhere. I don't think they knew the girl was outsourcing the work to me. So now I know, you know, if you yeah, have a big I see client. that so much when like, yeah. oh yeah, this is the client. And I'm like, so you're completely outsourcing your work to me. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, I'll see, I'll see like the, because you have to put a media contact on every press release. So and they're like, oh, it's, you know, this person from this PR agency. And I'm yeah. like, you're sneaky. <laughs> totally, I know. But yeah, anyone listening, do be careful if you name drop clients. Don't mm -hmm. make that same mistake I did. I was like 23. I was very excited about it. But no, it's never worth it to name drop them, even if they're cool. Okay, so you have Fiverr Pro. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Everybody always wants to know what's up with Fiverr Pro. Right. You know, how can I apply? How can I get in? I always say to them, you guys, you can just apply. No one's yeah. stopping you from applying. But what would you say if you could remember back to when you applied? What would be some tips that you would give somebody listening in applying to Fiverr Pro? So always give more like portfolio samples or examples of your work than you think. I gave like 20 to 30 because I was like, I want to make sure I get that. Wow. So I send wow. them like a like zip file of like 15 press releases, the press release distribution reports. Like I sent wow. them links to, you know, some of my bigger clients where you can see my mm -hmm. name as the press contact on the bottom. And then like, I showed them like screenshots from the hockey magazine where I was like, you can see like the, yeah. I did like a spread on the Lumineers and did an interview with them because they like hockey. Oh, nice. so, <laughs> oh my God, I love them. I like, oh my God, that was such a fun interview. Yeah. So it's like, you can see like, I, I conducted a whole interview and it was like this big feature. And then like for like the digital marketing side of things, I showed like the ad accounts, like a screenshot of the ad accounts. And I just like mm. blocked out the name, but you could see it was like my Facebook. So yeah, I mean, I, I really just kind of took a shot in the dark. Like I wasn't really expecting to be accepted because I knew no. it was like, what, like 1% of Fiverr. They say that, I but it's more I have, than that. I do too. So many people write to me and they're like, I did it and I got accepted. So it's, I really don't think it's like, 
this special club that you can't right. get into. I'd, yeah. say, I'd, probably, I'd say it's probably closer to like 10%. Because mm-hmm. I see I so agree. many pro sellers. Yeah. I would agree with that. Now, that that's so interesting. So you gave 30 pieces of your writing. I mean, that's all I ever say to people, right, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. No one cares where you went to school. None of it. They want to see right. the portfolio. They want to see the proof in the pudding. Yeah. They want to see it. what you can do. I mean, I just gave literally any, like, cause I mean, I already had like a writing portfolio just from like applying to different jobs over the years, but like I polished it up. I gave screenshots. I gave mm-hmm. the distribution reports so they could see what outlets were, you know, covering the press release. Yeah. And like, I'm not even sure if I was like supposed to share those, but like, it wasn't like public. So sure. I mean, it's what got me accepted. And I was shocked because like I created a Fiverr in 2017 I think I was in between jobs. I was a kickboxing instructor at the time. Oh, nice. And I was just like, yeah, I'll try this out. See if I can make money at home. Because like, I've always worked better remotely. Like I started my junior college locally here in Orange County. And I was like a B minus average student. Switched to online and did Arizona State online. Top of my class. So it's just like, I've always wanted so badly to work in an environment that's conducive for me. So I created that Fiverr account. Nothing ever came from it. I don't even think I posted a gig because I, I think I, I fed into the whole, it's too saturated. Like you have to really mm-hmm. do something to stand out. And I'm like, well, how am I going to stand out? Cause I'm still like technically, you know, like I just graduated college. I don't have yeah. a whole lot to show for it. And so, I mean, I wish I would have started earlier now that I think about it, but yeah, like I just kind of applied to pro and they were like, sure, here you go. And I was like, okay. The only thing I didn't get accepted for was, proofwriting and editing and I was like I don't even know how I can like show that they wanted like track changes on things and I was like oh I don't even do it that way I'm just like I'll change everything (laughs) so yeah thank you for sharing that with me because then I can go on and share that with people too who you know are listening to this do you have a portfolio like on a website somewhere that you keep or do you just like save everything in a file I save everything in a file I like that's on my like goals for this year is to create my own website especially now that I'm an LLC I want to be able to one bring clients on outside of Fiverr. So I basically want to do what I do on Fiverr, just offer all the cart publicity and all these things like, and then an option for a retainer if someone wants to do it on retainer, but obviously it's not going to be 30 grand. That's insane. But yeah, I want to have like an area where it's just like the portfolio of everything that I've done from the, you know, the hockey magazine to press releases. And I like that Fiverr has, that portfolio option for you to like showcase your work in your gig, because I feel like that has helped me get a lot of my orders, like starting out. Cause mm-hmm. I was able to say like, I'm a published writer. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that really helped because then also it's like, then people stop with the, how do you justify your pricing? And I'm like, cause mm-hmm. I'm a published writer. <laughs> Uh, no, absolutely. And since you have a PR background too, for people listening, where, because they always say this to me, they're like, I don't have any samples of my work. I don't have a portfolio. What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, well, you have to go create it. So go do free work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go publish it. Go publish a blog about yourself if you want, or don't, you know, write about whatever, like on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations of like free places that people could publish work online that you could say, I'm published? I think like, cause my experience was different, like, because it was so niche, it was sports. So it's like, yeah. the way I started was, I was like, I'll write for you for free. 
right now because I was like I need to have that thing saying I'm published so that's how I started that's how I got my first internship I was was like I will write one long-form article a month like opinion based on this team and it would be like 1500 words and it ended up being a column so yeah you know you just gotta and it's like you have to think like people don't like working for free which I get but at the same time it's like this is one of those things where it's like, you really do need to show that you're published to really take it extra mile. And it's such a small sacrifice to do like a couple long form pieces of content. It's such a small sacrifice. I also don't know like how we got to a place today where people aren't willing to make that sacrifice anymore. Like that's a tale as old as time to me. That, mm-hmm. Like every story of every famous person always was that they knocked on the person's door, you know, every day for six, yeah. 60 days until they finally said, come on in. And they said, I'm going to do free work for you. And next thing you know, they're Steven Spielberg. It's like, right. that is always how it has always been. So I don't know why today, especially millennials, younger millennials, Gen Z are so opposed to paying your dues and in this in this case it's like one week of it that's it right Right. and well I think it's part of part of it is just our culture these days we're such an immediate gratification yeah based culture we want what we want when we want it and we don't really want to do any work for it but at the same time like I find that there's a lot of people who will message me like asking for advice because like random people will pop up in my Fiverr inbox saying like can I write for you and I'm like "Eh, I don't really need you right now but like also people on TikTok are like, I want to freelance. I'm like, okay, like what, what do you want to do? I don't know. I yeah. want to make money. And I'm like, okay, well you have to have some kind of heart for what oh. you're doing because then it makes those dues not worth it. If you're paying, like yeah. if I'm, I'm no graphic designer, but like if I had to pay my dues, I'd pay my dues. But like people are just, they don't want to put in that little extra work. If you're not passionate about what you're going to be doing, you're not going to be happy bottom line. So no. I mean, if for getting those portfolio pieces, for getting those pieces of content, if you want to do a blog, if you want to be a blog writer for companies, start a blog. If you want to be doing, you know, published writing, find a way to become published. If you want Common to be sense. a logo creator, go in Canva and create some sample logos. Like Canva's free. <laughs> So no, that's it. That's it. I mean, I know because sometimes I like want to bash my head against the wall with this concept because I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys, if you don't even get this, I don't know what to tell you. You might not be like at that point yet where you're ready to jump off because if you're where I was, like where you're desperate, yeah. you're desperate, you will do the you you will jump off because right. you are so desperate to make it work for you. And in your case, you were saying you wanted to start paying off your credit card because right. it was. That's a desperate situation yeah. and are we watching that money just mount. Oh yeah. My anxiety like, was through the roof. Cause like I have yeah. anxiety in general. And so like yeah. I was having, and especially at this job in Toronto at the PR agency, because it was just such a toxic environment. And then to be fired from that and have to move home with all this, yeah. debt, I was just like, Holy crap, what do I do? And that's, yeah. that's kind of where my, my interest in looking around for other things began because I was just like, this can't be my life. This can't be the next 10 years of my life trying to get out of this hole. Like no. I have to find something that is going to not just pay the bills, but it's going to pay off all this debt. And it's going to help me build wealth for myself, for my mm-hmm. future children, for, you know, anything. So if you want it bad enough, you'll do it. You know, it's just, exactly. I find That's that people it. are so brainwashed into this concept. And I was too. go to college, get a degree 
get a job and you'll be fine. So, no, you won't. <laughs> because no. especially where I live too, like I, I live in one of the most expensive areas in the country. It's not yeah. cheap to live in Orange County, but at the same time I was born and raised here. I don't really want to leave. But I mean, I've even seen all of my friends go to Texas, go to Oregon, go to Arizona, just because they cannot afford to live on a nine to five salary unless they're making six figures. And even those making six figures are still living paycheck to paycheck. I read an article in Yahoo's 40% of people making six figures in the US are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's because of student loans, credit card debt. Like it's just the, the cost of living and the increase of wages has just never aligned. No. And it's just, everyone's just so brainwashed into this thinking of, if I go to college, if I study hard, and now everyone he tells us as a kid, if you work hard, you can be whatever you want to be. Yes, but that doesn't always mean you have to follow this path of work hard, go to college, get a job, mm-hmm. and you're good. You're golden. And it's like, mm, I think that's been the hard thing for millennials too. It's, and I think that's part of the reason most of us have anxiety. Because it's yeah. just, we were fed this, this dream as a child. That's just, it's not a reality anymore. And then it's like, yeah. our parents feel bad because they're like, oh crap, they really can't afford to live. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks. I do see that. I see people in their fifties and sixties kind of looking at us going like, sorry, we don't really know what to do to help yeah. you. Like, my <laughs> dad is self-employed and was always self-employed. And he was like, when I he was adjusting my nine to five. He was like, man, when I was making $60,000, my rent for a three bedroom apartment was $600. Yeah. So it's just it's like, like yeah. and I'm like, my rent is 2220. <laughs> so, and that's a one bedroom. It's just insane. And then it's just like, and now we're heading for another recession. So that'll be fun. That'll be our, oh, like, yeah. our second one of our lifetime. Third. Incoming. Totally. I think I think a total financial collapse is incoming. Sorry, everyone listening to this. I'm trying to help you by saying this, though. Yep. I also think a supply chain collapse is incoming as oh, well, yeah. which is something we have never known in our lifetime. Millennials, Gen Z, we've never known, like, they're not being food at the store or, you know, not having your shipments come in on the truck that it's supposed to come in on. So I think that's going to be very interesting for oh, yeah, there is, So I'm in San Clemente, California. Long Beach is a port 30 minutes up the highway. Okay, yeah. There are boats with shipping backed up all the way here where I can see them out on the shore from like my apartment complex. And I'm oh, my like, God. backed up. Like there's, I think there's something like 200 ships. Just yeah. that with shipping. Just, they released like a map the other day showing all the ships on the east and west coast just out at sea that yeah. just cannot dock because yeah. there's not the help to undock them or the space because of COVID mm-hmm. rules. Like I don't even fully understand how this I is know. happening. Like I, I don't get it. Well, it's like I even just like I just moved into a new place and like, I was like looking at Pottery Barn and it was like estimated arrival date. February 2022 I was like what yeah and they were yeah. like oh sorry shipping delays because of like all the shipping containers I was like this is not gonna yeah. be good this is not, not gonna be good. good not good no and then I see the truckers on TikTok who are like hey guys guess what we're short on parts we're also short on labor so those parts that aren't coming for the trucks off of the boats the winter is coming our parts are going to break which means like just supply will come to a standstill then oh, not yeah. to mention all the farmers on TikTok who I are know. like hey guys also, by the way, all my crops burnt up in a fire this summer, yeah. just so you're aware. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, the, cost of, <laughs> the cost of gas has gone up exponentially oh. since we closed. What is it? Keystone? Yep. 
Yeah, oh my god, it's so, it's like, there's nothing either me nor you could do about it, so I'm just observing and right. again, just trying to empower people to go make your own money and get out of these systems because they are not there to benefit you, they do not care about your well-being, they never have right. and they never will, and break free because look what you have done with it, I mean, in freaking one year, boom, $90,000, amazing, TikTok, 10,000 followers too, I love your TikTok. People are always curious about this. Have you been getting hate, you know, being a woman making all oh, this yeah. money? Driver? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm kind of used to that though, because coming from a woman in sports, like when I would be, you know, in the press box at a Ducks game or a Maple Leaf game, I'd be tweeting the game because that's where all sports reporters are on Twitter. And I remember yeah. my first game in the press box, I was with my two bosses. I was in LA. I was at a Kings game. First ever time in a press box. And someone had tweeted the magazine saying, who's this bimbo you just hired? And I was just like, you yeah. haven't even read anything I've written. Like, and then yeah. the, at the same time, I find like, there's a lot of hate, but there's also so much love out there that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming almost when I see people like you yeah. haven't posted in a while, where are you? And I'm like, I have friends online. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of just men especially who are just like, you know, go back to the kitchen, make a sandwich. You're not going to be fulfilled because you're not a mother. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I want to be a mom, like more than anything, but it's not that time yet. And I also want to make sure my future family is set. And I don't want to have to rely on, you know, anyone for, you know, my own cost of living. But yeah, there's a lot of those stereotypes go back to the kitchen. You know, she's the only reason she's making money is because she's a girl. She's selling feet pics on OnlyFans. This is just where she's masking it. The, the amount of OnlyFans comments I get is really funny because I'm just like, I I'm so seeing my feet. I'm not posting my feet. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. I, I said, I'm like, you guys clearly haven't seen my feet because I'm going to take I not have cute feet. No, I get so bored. I'm like, come up with a new I know, something. Get a little creative. I, someone yeah. who has a really creative insult, I can appreciate the creativity. Sometimes, like, I'll laugh at it, but, like, the ones that are just pure hatred, I mean, I'm just, like, delete, blocked. Like, yeah. I'm, I have no patience for that anymore. Like, Nor should it, you. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, ruin my entire day. I'm not sitting there dwelling over it, but I'm just, like... If you're taking time out of your day to be a hateful person and bring so much negativity into already such a negative world and your MO is to bring someone down, you're blocked. Mm -hmm. Like, bye. (laughs) No, bye, Felicia. Like, I just, I have no patience for it. And I used to, like, when I was a sports reporter, I used to just sit there and take it because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm representing the magazine. I don't, like, if I block them, then they'll be like, oh, Hannah blocked me. Ha ha. And it's just like... But now I'm just like, my, my like positive space is so much more important than any kind of like, oh, well she blocked me. So she's just like, can't take it. I don't care. Like I'll block you all day. If I could block you twice, I would. Yeah. Yeah. If they get extra mad because they were secretly loving to hate you. Cause I'll get that when I block people and they'll find me on Instagram and be like, Hey bitch saw that you blocked me. I'm like, you're clearly obsessed with me and you're pissed that I blocked you. So I like, you need help. Like go for a walk. (laughs) it's like the crazy new girlfriend of your ex type thing where it's just like different like that actually happened to me create different like profiles just so they can like stalk you I'm like can you not I'm like you're clearly a fan so number one fan right and it's just like 
people are just crazy, especially the just the keyboard warriors who just feel like they can say whatever you know they want because they're not showing their face, and it's always like user eight one four two seven eight five or someone who has like with no profile picture, right? With no profile picture, I'm like, if you if you want to insult me, if you want to come for me, show your face. Be bold enough to show your face. Never gonna happen. I mean. But I will say the the overwhelming amount of love I get is so encouraging and it makes me so happy and it makes me want to create TikToks and it makes me want to create content. I've been a little busy lately like with moving, so I need to film some today. I need a content batch a little bit, but I know me too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whoa. <laughs> well, like I've been promising like a series on like different components to a press release and I'm like it's been like four weeks. I feel bad. But yeah. But yeah, it's so, it's so nice to just see a community of people who are eager to learn and eager to come together and be like, okay, let's break the status quo. Let's break these generational curses. Let's break, you know, dismantle the system basically to Mm -hmm. make money for ourselves and take our lives and our futures into our own hands. Yeah. Now, all right. So to wrap all this up, if someone is listening right now and they haven't started freelancing on Fiverr, but they're sitting there, they have the tab open on their computer and the voices in their head, are, it's stopping them, the critiques, whatever. What would your advice be to this person on how to just freaking do it? My advice would be you are always one decision away from changing the entire course of your life. Mm-hmm. And I literally created my Fiverr account on a whim and went, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And now I am like, what am I? I'm grossing over 20K a month between my nine to five and Fiverr. And my life has changed. I'm not sitting here crying, stressing about how I'm going to pay my bills anymore because mm-hmm. literally, literally one order is covering my cable, my Wi Fi, my phone, my utilities. Like, God bless. it's crazy how much you realize you can make when you're looking at these orders and you, you see that little thing on Fiverr that says like active orders and it's like $17,000. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's, there's so much to be made and there's so much space for everyone to do it. Like it's not too saturated. You, you really just need to do some research into how to create your gig because it really comes down to like the SEO with your gig with, you know, put a picture of your face that yeah. really will make it something that you can actually scale, but you won't make it. You're not going to make any more money sitting on your butt, just not doing it. So to have the fear just overcome you to not do it is probably the worst decision. Cause you don't, you don't know if you could lose your job tomorrow. You don't know if nope. your car is going to break down tomorrow and you need a $2,000 repair, but I mean, they say what the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Yep. Get that second or third stream of income, even if it's a hundred dollars a month, even if you're not making a ton of money on fire, it is $10. It'll cover groceries. It'll cover something. So, I mean, just suck it up, be a kid (laughs) and just do it. Like big kid life is calling. Let's, let's make our own money. I love it. Oh my God. We're very similar. That's I, that's exactly what I would say to someone like, just suck it up. <laughs> just rub some dirt just on it. Love it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Oh man. So good, Hannah. All right. So where can people find you on the internet and where can they do business with you? So my Fiverr name is H Sprakes, S-P-R-A-K-E-S. TikTok, just Hannah Spraker. 
Instagram, Hannah Spraker. I'm going to start actually shelling out like an Instagram strategy to bring my TikTok into Instagram. But any of my freelancing tips, my PR tips, my content tips, all of them are on TikTok. Okay, love it. Hannah, thank you so much. This was great. It's my pleasure.